0: Worked very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running
1: game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing
0: driver.
2: There's no point in time about anything except standards of excellence.
0: We will deal with the Titan Cup if we're in it and we will we'll certainly give it every bit of respect.
3: There's no feeling that Beats playing for Ireland. other okay. belly. My God, I want to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. Coming up on this week's show, we're visiting the fifth participant in Beats Club Focus. But first, we're looking back on Ireland's success at the European Cross-Country Championships, a historic day in the pool, and previewing tomorrow's World Cup final in Qatar. As always, I'm Sean Connolly, and you are very welcome to Sportsbeat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sportsbeat Extra. Taking time out of his extremely busy schedule in Dubai, I'm extremely pleased to welcome Will Downing to the show. Well, you're a little bit further ahead in your day than I am today. How's everything going over there?
1: Very good. I'm actually at the World Cup in the Middle East. Just not the same one that everyone else is at. It's the Para power, Paralympic World Cup. There's a big path towards the World Championships in Dubai next year, and then the Paralympic Games in Paris. Nobody Irish competing. Normally, they do come here, but it's been a full year for very many people, and um, it's been a really good competition. And it's still about twenty six, twenty seven Celsius here, even in December. So the weather is as good here as it is in Doha.
3: Well, fantastic. I'm glad somebody is warm because it's certainly not warm back here. (laughs) No, Beginning with the European Cross-Country Championships and Ireland have recorded an absolutely tremendous haul of five medals uh, and a remarkable performance seeing them finish in second place on the overall medal table alongside France and Spain. Truly tremendous to see that type of performance as a collective in that group, isn't it?
1: Well, it's fabulous, especially when you consider that it was a somewhat weakened team because we didn't have the McCormick there, he has been twice European cross-country champion. And Kira McGeehan had picked up uh, a knock as well in the week in advance. And yet, despite that, we're able to pick up uh, a team medal in the senior women's race. There were team medals in the men's under 20 and the under 23. And the under 20, well, that was obviously helped by picking up the silver and the bronze medals through Nick Griggs and Dean Casey. And obviously it could, and really should have been a gold for Nick Griggs as well. Just, uh, a literal slip-up in the final few meters ahead of the line, allowing Will go through, because Griggs had been very much in control. He'd opened up a very good advantage. Obviously, he'd had brilliant success on the track in the European under-20s in, uh, in Tallinn uh, last year as well, but Dean Casey had been up with him for a good bit, picked up the bronze medal. And you consider last year on home soil, four medals. That was a record at the time. Now it's a record in fifth, plus senior medals as well. Um, looks very... Very right. There will be a, a few people who will say it reservedly that most of the medals that we've been winning in this and generally internationally in recent years have been at underage level, and it is a serious step up to do the same thing at senior level. But I mean, this is a very, very positive thing indeed, because especially at European cross country level, Jimmy Gressier, have had the, all of the Inga Britons who had their successes there. Grippa of Italy have all gone on to big senior success. So this, I would imagine, more than some of the track and field events at under-20 level are a good indicator of prowess at senior level.
3: I I would agree. But as well as that, obviously while we have accomplished so much underage, you have the senior women's team and obviously largely attributed to the twin progress of Eilish and Roisin Flanagan who crossed remarkably side-by-side side in 11th and 12th position. Now, that result continues. Outstanding, consistent run of form from the senior women's side who medaled for the fifth time in 11 years at these championships, which is truly remarkable.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was in Budapest where they won the, the gold, the European team gold in the senior women on the same day that to McCormick retained her individual title. And the funny thing is, also, the planning is very much were not originally due to be on in the team. We did have a couple of cry offs. I think it's quite handy having team uh, twins maybe in a team like that if they're going to do very, very well. We haven't had triplets yet, and that's what Estonia had done in the European and the Olympic marathon. Very well here, also coming through in 27th place. It's the top three who score for you. And but you look at the rest of the team. Anne Marie McGlynn was thirty-first, so even if Mohair had slipped up a little bit, McGlynn's thirty-first position actually also would have got us the team bronze. Michelle Finn, who has been around quite a while, we see her on the track in the Steeple Chase, and she was in fifty-fifth spot, but I wouldn't worry about that. There is still in European cross-country running a tremendous amount of strength and depth, and we still have, thankfully, a lot of nations who want to compete in the European cross-country, mainly because I think they feel the world cross-country is now a standard that's beyond them, and we've had major domination, extreme domination, by East African nations for so many years that it's not cost-effective to send teams to it, but it still is, thankfully, uh, for European cross-country. And normally it's in a very good location, and it's always on in Christmas, which is uh, a big help. Um, But in terms of the under-20 team, I mean, we did tremendously... In that as well, we finished in second place, 17 points, only seven behind Britain. Uh, Griggs second, Casey third, McGinley twelfth. We had four top 20 athletes in that. Um, I mean, in terms of the men's under 23, actually what we did, and that was a standing in finishing in 29th place because we had three top 15 athletes in that, including Efren Giddy coming home in fifth position, and he was just slightly off the pace for the medals, uh, top two. It had stretched out a bit towards the end, but certainly the top two were a step ahead of the rest. And Gide was on the brink of finishing in fourth or was just tipped from fourth on the line, which would have made the scoreline even more impressive from uh, an, an Irish point of view. And obviously, in terms of the under-20 individual race, what happened to Nick Riggs is a bit of a freak, a real Devon Locke moment, because he was away, he was leading, he was a few seconds clear. It wasn't an injury. He said himself that he just and miscalculated, it started going down the wrong line, Will Barnacote then took over him, saw a little bit of a chance for Britain, didn't give up and came through to take the goal. Unfortunately, I mean, Nick Riggs obviously is already a European under-20 track champion, but you know what, that's something that might well stay with him, and then in five or six years' time, when he's maybe going for a senior gold, could be next year we're even talking about this, that's something that'll stick in his head and he will make sure that he would get it absolutely right next time.
3: And it's those key fine moments that can often differentiate between gold, silver and bronze. It's just fantastic that we have got so many of these elite athletes that are in the question there. Now, I want to move very briefly to swimming and the pool because it's, it's necessary to mm-hmm. do so, given the accomplishments of Daniel Wiffen with that fourth fastest mm-hmm. performance of all time in the men's 800 free. And with that, a new European record. Just how impressive is that?
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it as well, he's also broken the Irish record and the 800 freestyle three times in the past fortnight. He, he said he knew he'd be sub-730. He just didn't realise he'd be sub-726. And to do that as well, in the Irish National Winter Championships, there's a special thing that they host every year. They've got summer championships as well on top of the regular Irish Championships. So they keep themselves very busy in terms of the Irish calendar. And and remember as well that they generally try and have a lot of overseas talent come in as guest winners so that it happens uh, very much along the lines of other sports, including the one that I'm competing in, uh, that I'm I'm watching at the moment, (laughs) in which you'll have um, people from overseas competing. They go towards a special open prize, but the main championship, the people who come home in third, fourth, and fifth, a lot of the time, they're the ones that you'll be watching out for because they'll be the Irish competitors. And from a swim point of view, it certainly seems to work.
3: And as well as that, obviously people at home now will have an opportunity to see him because it was confirmed yesterday that Ireland is going to be hosting the first ever European Under-23 Swimming Championships. Tremendous for the country and the fact that so many elite up-and-coming swimmers and obviously someone like himself that we get to see them in the flesh.
1: That's true. I mean, it's mirroring athletics because we've had a European under-23 Athletics Championships for very many years, European under-20s as in the European juniors, and now the European Youths as well, the European under-18s. It's going to be held in the uh, National Aquatic Centre next August, the 10th and 13th of August, which is a week before the World Athletics Championships in Budapest. And it's great that Daniel Whiffin is still able to compete in it and, and involves the World Short Course Silver Medals from last year. And the likes of Victoria Cadison, Lud, Coyne, and Ash Cook, who were all senior Irish record holders as well. And then you look around to see the rest of Europe, and you've got a few reigning world champions who are under 23 as well. Literally, we've got one of Benedetta Palato and Thomas uh, Sechon, and also Deborah Popovic, who is the 100 metres freestyle world record holder and still in his teams. And it's a bit like when the parrot swimming championships were held there through World Power Swimming a couple of years ago honestly it is something well worth going to because if you've never thought of going to a swimming championship before, this is a European championship it's on in Ireland and the action will be absolutely scintillating guaranteed.
3: I couldn't agree more what I'm going to do now, finally I'm going to shift focus one final time because obviously we're on the eve of the biggest football game in the world, Mm. just how impressed have you been with the World Cup in Qatar?
1: In terms of this, I mean, you could compare it to the last couple of World Olympics championships where you might say, "Okay, well, the crowds haven't been great. I'm not talking about the World Cup in terms of the crowds, although the first few days that was very much the case. You can still be unhappy about the organization and happy about the hosting and yet say the football, the sport itself, has been absolutely terrific. And it's been a World Cup of shocks. We still end up with an Argentina-France final, which is you know what we had in the second round in 2018. And When well, I was on my way back to the hotel here in um, Dubai just about half an hour ago, uh, B Sports, Sports are the big sports broadcaster in the Middle East. We were replaying in full that Argentina-France meeting from 2018, but it was a different scenario then. Argentina quite weak had just got out of the pool, uh, you know, out of the group, had really been struggling under some Pali. Tensions between him, a very good gifted coach by the way, who's had success at continental level, club level, you know, winning the Cup of Sudamericana and really a noted coach. Excellent with Chile winning all those Cup Americas. And then, being Argentine, back coaching his own nation, but it didn't go according to plan and France just pretty much took Argentina apart and the rest of his history. This has kind of seemed stated definitely from an Argentina point of view. I mean, you look at the top four scorers in the competition, and this time we are left with the two teams in the final produced. Messi with five goals, Mbappe with five goals. Enough said, probably two of the four best players in the world right now. You would probably someone have, still have Ronaldo up there, and some would still have Neymar and Miranda. But then you go down to four goals. Jordan Alvarez has four. And like his contribution in the semi-final, Magnussen... And Olivier Giroud, who would not have been, been a pretty certain pick in that squad, had it not been for Benzema's injury. And as he particularly showed against England in the quarterfinal, he still got it. He could finish the tournament with the World Cup golden boot, which would be amazing.
3: And what about Antoine Griezmann, the midfielder? It's been an absolute revelation for the French squad.
1: He has, and it's great that he still has it as well when you consider A couple of seasons at club level where there's been a bit of a dip, a few arguments here, worries about his future, and yet when it's come to France when he's been needed, he has produced a particularly, you could say, about England. He was one of the beneficiaries when they decided to double mark or times treble mark Mbappe and things open up for him against England in that quarter final at the Albight Stadium last week. And, okay, it's a game which still could have gone to extra time, had it done that, then probably a feeling that we'd have been looking at penalties again, although it's a match which was ultimately decided by a penalty kick. I and mean, Griezmann has been sensational. And there's just something about France. Didier Deschamps, like you remember going back to 2010 to 2002, there were times when they should have been absolutely purring, and there have been massive disputes within the squad. Didier Deschamps has been able to put that to one side. He's looking to become only the second coach ever to win back-to-back World Cups in the men's game, and we haven't had back-to-back World Cup wins anyway since Brazil in 58 and 62, and you go back to the 30s in Italy as well. It's one of the most impossible things in football to do. France, an eight minutes away from doing it. Argentina, on the other hand, are in their second final of the three World Cups, and they won a Cup of America during that as well. That was the kind of the thing we were saying a few years ago about Messi and Ronaldo. Yes, they've been magnificent. They haven't won a major international trophy. And then, of course, they come along and do it. Ronaldo, Euro 2016, injured, obviously, for the final chunk of that decider against the French, And then Messi doing it finally for Argentina in one of those many Cup of Americas we've had over the last six, seven years. And now the chance for the ultimate prize finally for Messi because this will be it. We don't see that he'll be in another World Cup. Same with Ronaldo and very much the situation with Croatia, the end of their golden generation pretty much coming, you know, in this third-fourth playoff against Morocco today and you just take a look at the likes of Pepe who's still somehow been able to do it for Portugal, still able to score in this World Cup and be... I think it's fair to say somewhat fading Cristiano Ronaldo has been very much a last dance with so many significant players at this World Cup.
3: Five counties, one big sports show. Sportsbeat Extra. Beats Club Focus gives me the opportunity to get out and about the region to meet up with some of the hardest working individuals throughout our various communities. Our fifth participant is based in Carlo, and it is the wonderful Japanese martial arts centre in Bagnallstown. Noel Almond and his committed team have cultivated a truly wonderful premises that practices four disciplines, karate, jiu-jitsu, Japanese archery and Japanese sword. We hear now from a combination of the wonderful people that make it all possible.
4: My name is Ian Byrne. I've been part of the club for about five, six years, and I started doing the Japanese jiu-jitsu. Um, as a way, first of all, I was just looking for something to, for, to get back fit and get exercising. and not into gyms and things, but I wanted to do something that grabbed my interest. And the funny thing was, is when I asked Noel, the sensei, it was Japanese jujitsu was the only thing that suited time-wise for me, because I worked till 8 o'clock at night. So uh, training started at half 8, so I said I'd go for that. And then I had to go home and Google to see what I was after landing myself into. So from there on, I started coming and just fell in love with it. Uh, Loved the discipline, the structure, the senses. He's enthusiastic, He's, to say the least. He uh, puts us through our paces. But we all just love being here, love the group. And you form your own kind of bond and family here as a group and we just all support each other and my kids are part of the karate here and one of my sons Killian has just joined the jiu-jitsu with us now as well so and I also have two nephews who have joined with us so it's just kind of going from there really I just think it's great for both adults and kids for their confidence and
0: just everything really. My name is Kaelan Prendergast and I've been with Noel in the uh, Japanese Kujitsu Club since 2018. Since he first opened up the actual uh, training in Carlo. Uh, at the moment, I'm an HQ or a uh, brown belt. So every week, we literally just train with uh, traditional Japanese archery, uh, using traditionally made longbows and following the uh, training methods of the samurai seems a little bit daunting to some people but it's actually quite easy all are welcome obviously down in the starts of lessons uh, we take all grades and uh, it's it's non-grade um, or non-competition orientated so you can literally just come down and train you can grade or you don't have to grade you can go to competitions you can go to clan events you don't have to um, it, it, for me it's a real nice community you know because like i have a real stressful job and it's literally my only outlet is to come down here and actually shoot arrows and learn a traditional art in the process. So it's, uh, un, I suppose, like, especially for the archery and the Cugets, it, it's unlike uh, other kind of martial arts or maybe other sports where you get involved. You literally come down and you start shooting straight away. Like, literally, your first lesson is how to hold a bow. And in the space of 15 or 20 minutes, you'll be firing shooting arrows Uh, like and you know uh, you you just get better at it and you you know put in the practice put in the effort and uh, like it starts coming naturally to you and then you you know you start like everything else you you know you start correcting yourselves and you really get into it but personally like i try and reach all the clan events whether here or in Kilkenny or um, even in germany now i've been to germany twice with the club Uh, First time in 2019 and then the second time in 2021 there was a one-year gap with, well, COVID. (laughs) Yeah, no, the first year was really good and uh, then the second year around I actually managed to win one of the competitions outright and then I placed second, sorry, third in uh, another one of the disciplines so like I was quite chuffed with that. It's not for everyone but it really is one of those things that most people get a feel for like we have professionals we have kids doing it we have college students we have uh, guys that are 70 years of age they're retired and then we have guys that are literally we have kids that are in secondary school from the age of 13 and they're the same grades they're the same belts and it's just like literally anyone can do it we've uh, like some people that are you know uh, 5 foot 2 and then we've guys that are near 7 foot weighing in uh, (laughs) you know nearly 100 kilos absolute monsters of men and you know, everyone can do it, you, you, you don't have to be strong, you don't have to be fast, you don't have to be fit, you know, we, we train and there is a certain amount of conditioning, but it's not like uh, the jiu-jitsu or the karate that you see there, like uh, uh, the higher up you go in grades I won't lie, it's, uh, you have to do a little bit more of the kind of the fitness and uh, uh, the kind of the stress shooting and all this sort of stuff, but it's geared to what you're able to do, it's not um, it's not like uh, what the club think you should do like so you know we, it's catered to your fitness level because I'll be honest with you I wouldn't be the most fit person <laughs> but uh, they just uh, you know they, they, they work around what you're able to do.
5: My name is Kate Keaton I'm 17 years old I do karate for Noel Almond um, I started karate about 11 years ago when I was six years old I quit ballerina and I got thrown into karate and <laughs> um, ever since then I just loved it I trained two nights a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, but when I was much younger and I was going to foreign countries, I continuously trained during the summer, every day, every weekend, put in hard work to get what you want. Um, I stayed in karate for a very long time and I continue to do that. I'm hopefully getting my black belt in January under a Japanese master, Sensei Sagagami. So there's a lot of preparation going into that, many more nights of training. I kind of stayed in it really because it's not very much a sport that young girls do and that there's many girls involved in it. Um, I think my mum kind of threw me into it so that I could get more confident in myself and that has shown greatly because I've got more confidence since I was small. And um, hard work, but it pays off in the end. Over the last 11 years, I've gathered over, I'd say, 100 to 105 medals, nationally, internationally, European level and world level. I've been fortunate enough to get the opportunities to go and travel and do what I love most, which is competing and fighting against stronger opponents. As it brings me on myself, and not only does it bring me on, but it brings the club on as well. For sponsorship and stuff, it gets... The club more well-known for what we want to do instead of what we're made look like and which is not just all what it seems in the karate kid movies there's a lot more to it the hard training and the dedication and the long hours after school and now I'm in college and I'm complicating life between whether I want to keep doing karate or pursue through college and I'm trying to find a way in the middle to blend the two of them together and hopefully next year I get to travel away again and um, for the Ireland squad and be fortunate enough to get the opportunity, but for yo- I think it's a very good sport for young kids to get involved in as it boosts their confidence because they get to blend in with other kids just like them. They're doing the exact same thing, no one's singled out. Everyone is doing everything and they're wearing the same gear. They're wearing the same clothes. Like everyone is equal in here, and for young girls especially, I really recommend it to young girls like I know it might seem scary coming into a place full of boys and having to fight against boys but really it'll only bring you out better in the end I grew up when I was in club there wasn't any other girls in my club I was the only girl and I was fighting against boys twice my age like I was the little girl of the group but sometimes you end up coming out on top because not many of those people I started out with are still doing karate today and the dedication does for carry on into other aspects of life, like you learn how to stay hard working at jobs, college, everything like karate does give you good mental strength to continue into different things in life.
2: Hi, this is Noel Ammon from a Japanese Martial Arts Centre. Um, I've been involved in martial arts since 1983. Uh, along the way, I picked up different skills and trained with different people from across Europe and indeed Ireland, and currently we're running and teaching Karate here uh, for adults and children, and Jujitsu and Japanese archery, which is what we call Kyujutsu, which is the old, the old way So it's the Japanese war bow of the Samurai, which would have been shot back in the 12th century. So we like to keep these old things alive. We also teach um, Kenjutsu again, which is the older version of battlefield uh, fighting with swords, and we also go back about the knowledge about uh, the fighting and 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 the history of Japan. Upon all these things, I guess the, the main thing we want to be getting is, is obviously we want to keep building upon what we have here. More children through the door, more adults through the door. It's inclusive to everybody. It's really, um, it's it's good for children as regards their focus and concentration. The fitness element is just completely off the chart because you're they're doing something every night of the week when they're here. We're running five six classes a week for kids, and then we have the senior classes as well. So we're the where I guess the jiu-jitsu side of things and the karate side of things would be a lot more physical um, for those people who would like that. For people who might not want that much, we have the, the archery and the sword. We actually have one, of one member, he's 78 years old, and he does the archery with us down in Kilkenny, in Dragon's Lair, which is um, our, our, our main place down there. You know, um, And we had a guy doing jiu-jitsu last week and he was 62 years of age and he was sitting in his blue belt or purple belt um, can't quite remember but um, that's the kind of diversity that's out there fees in the club usually range between 7 and 10 euros and if there's families in we do family deals as well so we want to make it as as we want to make it as cost friendly for everybody and including the dojo itself because obviously you've got overheads to be paid and all the rest of that so we're not um, we're not overly expensive um, and we, we keep things moving that way for us here at the Japanese martial arts centre in Baglingstown for us to win that would be great because we can buy new gear fresh gear that we need strike shields and uh punch bags and uh some gear that maybe some of the kids don't have more headgear and um, more floor mats more more jiu-jitsu mats that we can do more throws that would do more breakfalls with the kids as well as the seniors so equipment would be the big thing and um, stuff wears out you know on time and you just have to try and try and get dollars together I suppose and to try and pay for these things they can also, when you come here you'll be told you can do a couple of classes for free that's the first thing, especially with the children because children jump from one activity to another and it's quite costly on parents so what we do is um, they earn it so they come first and do a couple of trial classes and then they get more into it and we sort out membership and insurance we don't do anything with suits uh, suits or groin guards or uh, breast protection for the girls which For boys and girls over 12, they need them. So we get those as we go along. So parents then get a good idea upon what happens. I mean, a a normal karate suit straight in is is around 30 euros, anywhere between 30 and 45 euros. Depends on what size you want. So when they come, it's it's basically as they go along, we we, we get them the gear. Rather than have to begin and have parents shell out 50, 60, 100, 120 euros, 30 euros, and two weeks later, The child wants to do something else or they just don't want to do it anymore so we try to be friendly with parents that way and the children as well
5: hello my name is killian i am here in the jujitsu for five months and i really enjoy it it keeps you fit and just decided to get involved because in the future like you know what to do like if you are attacked and like self-defense as well I enjoy making new friends here and doing all the different techniques like it'll help a lot in the future as well. I like coming here because it teaches me how to defend myself. Hello, I'm Rhys and I like coming here to get fit. Um, hello, I'm Keir and I like going here to um,
4: defend myself. I'm Zach, I like coming here to do Christ. I'm Josh, I like coming here so I can uh, see my friends and have a good time.
5: It's... So then I can see what the sensei's funniness would be doing. I like coming here because he's very good at explaining how to like get out of locks and how to punch and kick properly. I like coming here because I can learn how to defend myself. I like coming here because you, you learn how to defend yourself from people who are trying to hurt you. I like coming here because I learn how to defend myself from others. I like coming here because it, because it's fun.
3: Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy. The solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie That's it for this week's show and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Continue reaching out via our socials or email me at sport at beat102103.com Beat Anthems is coming up but I have one more message for every club and sporting society who's listening in today. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy. The solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie Do you want to join the Japanese martial arts centre in Bagnallstown and potentially winning a grand for your club? If you do, Club Focus is for you. Each month I visit a club in the region and I give them a chance to take their place in the limelight. That's featuring on air, online and across all of our socials. At the end of the 12 months, one of the lucky clubs is going to bag 1,000 euro bursary. That winning club will also be chosen through a public vote, so it gives you a brilliant opportunity to attract new members. Club Focus is part of Beats' ongoing commitment to support the work that all of you local clubs do, while also celebrating the positive impact that you have on your local communities. So if you want to get your club involved, just like the Japanese Martial Arts Centre in Bagnallstown, Head to beat102103.com forward slash club focus to apply now and we might be talking very soon.